Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. go on a journey if you're skeptical don't worry not here to preach gonna keep it clean and talk miracles where faith meets laws of nature get in touch with your creator with a bacon love and jew she even speaks hebrew what's that got to do Hey, hey, we are back for What's God Got to Do With It? And this is our second episode with Rachel Joy, and she truly is a joy. So I'm so glad to have you back. Last week, if you missed it, definitely go back and check it out. It will give a lot of context to what we're talking about today, because all of who Rachel is today and how she's showing up and who she is serving is really a product of everything that she's gone through. And um, she really is this vessel and an instrument and, and an extension of God's hands and part of the army. Yeah. of goodness to really spread the love. So um, if you missed that, definitely go back and check it out. But I'd love for you to share, you know, last week we learned how God saved you from yes. a life of destruction yep. and toxicity and drugs and disorder and all the things. And now he is just straight up <laughs> using you. And it's so good. It's yeah. so good. So share with us, what was that transition like? What was the wake up call? Obviously, like you were in, in the sports world. Yeah. You were you were a recovering drug yeah. addict, right? Yeah. And then you had your own personal life, all the little you know, yeah. intricacies that happens that weaves into everything that we do. But obviously there was some pivotal moment where you decided to, you know, come out of the sports world yeah. and really transition into what you're doing now. So I'd love for you to share with our audience, like, what was that like? What were the, you know, and, and one of the things I love about you and your relationship with God is like, you have this listening ear, like you're hearing him. Yep. And I think that's really unique because I know for me, as I'm navigating my spiritual life, figuring out how I hear God, whether it's in words, pictures, dreams, whatever, we all have our different yep. ways 
ways, but I think I, I know every person I've ever talked to is like, yeah, I am, you know, want to hear more from God too. So I mm. love that you are sharing that as you go too. So feel free to share what yeah. you've been hearing yeah. too, yeah, because um, we want to be a party to that. But yeah. take us on that journey. What was it like when you got the the call? Mm-hmm. You know, and I know for a lot of us, we get the call and then we take the call, right? Yeah. So just bring us bring us into that little part of your world. Yes. Yeah, so I was sports casting. I was doing all cor- sorts of amazing things in the world and I was at the top of my game and flashback to the summer of 2016 it was a very dark summer in college football and I was a college football reporter primarily on College Sports Nation, Sirius XM, first female host and I remember working with men I would work twice as hard to be respected half as much so I'd be you know prepping two hours beforehand anybody that knew me knew how hard I worked I was an over-preparer I always said, you know, I'm, I play well in the sandbox with people. You know, I'm a people person. I'm a good team player. And in anything, your reputation precedes you. And so it, it absolutely does. And so that summer, we were on the heels of the Penn State scandal. We were in the thick of the Baylor scandal. There was sexual violence, domestic violence. There were coaches getting in trouble left and right. And God put something in my heart, and he was like, you can help. And I was like, what do you mean I can help? And so I, I say that I wrote a curriculum, I want to tell people, don't be ashamed of small beginnings. The curriculum is a two-page Google Doc. Yeah, fair enough. I'm okay if it was a napkin, right? (laughs) Like, it was a beginning, and I thought I would go into high schools, but my friend, Dr. Kevin Elko, who is Nick Saban's right-hand man, which I tell him my dream, he calls and vouches for me to um, Jimbo Fisher at FSU at the time in 2016, and I remember my mom, my stepdad, and I were in Jackson Hole together, and we got the call. It was like our favorite place, you know, and and we got the call, and he said, Jimbo Fisher wants you August 26th, 2016, and we held hands and jumped up and down and screamed, and little did I know what God would do. I thought I'd always be a sportscaster, and I'd do these talks on the side, but here I am seven years later, almost eight now, seven and a half years later, and we've now worked with over 80 high schools and colleges. I work with K-5. through I work with prison ministry. I work with halfway houses, corporations, churches. There's not a place I won't go. And we talk about joy, interpersonal relationships, mental health, purpose beyond your job or athletics. And it got so big that I tried sports casting and, you know, and doing this too at the same time. And I couldn't do it. And God was speaking to me again about retiring. And he used a a couple of doors slammed in my face in 2019 and situations. And I finally walked away and retired October 27th, 2019. And then I thought 2020 was my year. Yeah. (laughs) As many people did. It really was my year. It was in in a weird way. I lost all my speaking engagements, all my income. I would end up losing my house and I lost my mom the year before and I almost quit. I was locked down by myself at home. My husband was in, my soon to be husband was in Florida and I was so mad. I said, God, you told me to quit sports casting. You told me to do this. What are you doing to me? I said in my book, if I was Lot's wife, I would have been a pillar of salt. You know, mm. like I looked back so many times and God said, Do people need you? Yes, God. Do people need you now more than ever? Yes, God. Do you have ways to meet them? Yes, God. Did I call you to this? Yes, God. So I got up, I threw those dang covers back and got up with like this Holy Ghost fire. 
and I started calling every school that that I could. I gave away my services for free. I gave away talks. I studied myself. I studied psychology. I studied everything I could. I had fires in my backyard by myself. I mean, I went into a, like a complete study. And when we were able to travel again, the movement was even bigger than when we went into the pandemic. And it's just been amazing. Oh yeah, my god, unreal. Talk to us about changing the narrative because, yeah. you know, as a self-image scientist, I am obsessed with the power of what happens when we completely change the narrative. And it's it's so relevant to so many different topics and subjects yeah. and areas of our life. But obviously, it's got a special meaning yeah. and, and uh, you know, definition in, in your eyes. So talk to us about your changing the narrative. So you asked me, though, and I have to say this about how God speaks to me. Yes. God speaks to me through signs. It's usually in threes. It might be a sign. It might be music. It might be people. It might be scripture. And I have seen the scripture three times in the last week in different ways. I drove by it yesterday, Woodmont Baptist Church. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. I will make a way in the wilderness and in the desert. Amen. And I've seen it three times. Wow. And so I just want to tell people, that. right? Like, and I heard Jensen Franklin, my old pastor at Free Chapel, which he just did a sermon. He talked about this is your year. And, I, and I'm not saying that in the, this is your year. Happy yeah. New Year. No, this is your year. You're supposed to go for it. This is your year you get off the bench. This is your year you stop feeling sorry for yourself. This is the year you get into therapy. Sometimes you need Jesus and therapy. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Absolutely. you need Jesus and medication. Absolutely. You know, yeah. he made great therapists. It doesn't have to be either or. Thank right. you. And so I just want people... I don't want you to have the pain of regret. I teach regret is such a nothing burger emotion and it's avoidable. Absolutely. We can avoid it. Yeah. And so it's time for people to get off the sidelines. And that's what changing the narrative is. It's saying it's looking in the mirror and saying, I don't want to be a victim. I want to be a victor. I don't have to be an addict or be broke because my parents, 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 parents are broke or that they were addicted to drugs or that they hit. I want to change the narrative of my life. If I'm miserable in my job, I'm going to be brave enough to find another one and go after it. Now you feel the passion. Like Absolutely. I just went like a yeah. seven octaves. fire, yes. Um, but that's changing the narrative. Absolutely. Yeah. And our beliefs shape our behavior. So and I think a lot of people focus on their behaviors. I want to stop doing this. I want to start doing that. I want to quit this, quit that. It's like, no, start What's at your the beliefs. Reason? Yes, exactly. What are you saying to yourself about Amen. yourself that's causing this? And when you shift that, everything changes. Woo. So I love that, that that is what you stand for, right? And that's what you take into schools and that's yep. what you take into churches and yes. ministries and all of that. Yes. So I love it. So how did this connect the dots to you wrote a book, yeah. you speak, and I want to know like what, if, if you were to tell us, what is that one thing? Because you said, when God said to you, hey, do people need you? Yeah. Yes, right? Do they yeah. need you more now than ever? Yeah. What was the it for you? So I just asked you 12,000 yeah. questions. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start with it. one. Yeah. You answer whichever yeah. one go comes in whichever order. Yeah, the it is my story. It's whatever medium God wants to use. Leanne, I, I have to tell you this. It, it's every day. I had three flat tires on the way to a trip recently. I, on the way, met three people that I was able to talk about God with, give them a book, Mashane, Sheldon, and I forget the last lady's name. It's all about perspective. In in times past, I would have been so pissed and so mad and so angry that I wasn't, but God was saving me, right? And so the it is however it happens. The it is leaving bits of joy, which is my middle name, like confetti, you know, wherever I go. And then when I mess up, calling somebody back, you know, for all the women in the house, like I've called Venus back, you know, the, the clothing company and said, can I speak to Kim? I was rude to Kim. And they're like, we have like 20,000 people here. And I'm like, but I need to find Kim. The no, 12th Kim. I, know, I, was like, yeah. I was mean to Kim. You yeah. Know? Like that's what changing the narrative is, is knowing we're going to mess up, 
but owning it when we do and just saying, you know what, man, I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I was ugly. You know, forgive me. I want to be better. But you nailed it. It's it's getting to the root of it. And underneath anger, anger is just the symptom. You know this and what you study. Usually when we're angry, we're sad, lonely, tired. There could be a million things that are underneath the anger. The anger, and, and I teach people, get curious about your pain. Yeah, If amen. you're willing to sit with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's a signal. It's yeah. a symptom. Yeah. Yes. And I, what was just coming to mind, too, is I think like being open to changing the narrative about the ability to change the narrative. Yeah. Because when we have this story of, oh, well, this is just who I am. This is what I do. This is how I'll always be. You are going to become a victim to your yes. circumstances. You will yes. bring your past regrets yes. and shames into the future. So even just this, oh, I call it an awareness and awareness awareness so being aware of what you can even be aware of I think some people don't understand that they can shift their beliefs they can change the narrative they can change the goggles with which they're seeing themselves now you're preaching so it's so it's so good so tell us how this kind of shifted into when did you know you wanted to write a book what was the impetus of of the book Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but with all that anxious energy, they just won't go to sleep. This was my kids every night. But I did find that stories calmed their mind and gave them something to focus on. So six years ago, I created the kids' podcast, Bedtime History, to help solve that problem. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. We have episodes about Jackie Robinson, Neil Armstrong, Maya Angelou, and Sacagawea. Episodes also include topics like space exploration, engineering, the rise and fall of civilizations, and major events like the Civil Rights Movement and the Transcontinental Railroad. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. This week, join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So tell us how this kind of shifted into when did you know you wanted to write a book? What was the impetus of of the book? So one other thing I have to tell you about that is, and I've been teaching on this lately, like, you know, God will send me things and I'll teach on it, is that so many people don't talk back to themselves. Yes. And so many times what we call clinical anxiety is reality the devil. Okay, yes. let's just, there is yeah. clinical anxiety and I and I know what that looks like and I, I have battled it my whole life. I battled clinical depression. I know what those things look like. But oftentimes there are little pervasive thoughts that just go over and over in our mind. And I know as a child of God, that's the enemy. And I will stop. I will find myself starting to get wound up. And it happened the other day and I was like, 
I could feel it in my shoulders and I was stressed out and all this. And I stopped and I said, and I don't know if you've heard this, it went around Instagram a while ago. It's like, girl, you're doing a good job, girl. You do. <laughs> and so I stopped and I was like, you're fine. I shook it off. I did a little dance. I was like, girl, you're doing a good yeah. job. And like that anxiety that was about to wind up into a total day. Like, yeah. And the other thing is, did you have a bad five minutes or yeah. did you have a bad day or did you have oh, a bad yeah. five minutes? It ruined your the whole rabbit day, hole. right? Oh, yeah. And so I teach people to start talking back to themselves and keep a journal of what those thoughts are and what you said back to yourself. And it's not going to happen overnight. You know this and the neuro, but it will, you'll create new processes, new tr- neural, tr- you know, trans systems, ways, and it changes things. It does, yeah. And it's a consistency thing. It's yeah. not an intensity thing. Yeah. It's not one of those, okay, one and done again, three yeah. days and I'm and I'm yeah. saved, right? Yeah, yeah. But it is. It, and I, I believe that too. Anxiety for me and depression as well is a, is a recipe of mm-hmm. thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors. And yep. I can cook up anxiety if I'm not mindful. Yep. Or I can cook up anti-anxiety yes. and I can start, you yes. know, dancing like you were in my <laughs> living room and singing songs. Yes. So it really is a powerful point. But again, if we don't even, if we're not even aware that You're these distinctions exist. Right. Yeah. You just think, oh, my thoughts are me. I am my thoughts. And mm, you get you're so not. confused. Yeah. Thoughts will lie to you. Absolutely. Feelings will lie to you. I had a, again, for our eighth podcast, but I had yes. a, a dark night of the soul where a, a trigger warning for anybody that's listening that needs to pause this is, is a trigger warning. But I almost took my own life as after my mom passed away. And I had another psychologist work with me afterwards and say facts versus feelings. Mm-hmm. And what I was believing that night were feelings. They were not facts. And what I also believed that night was that I couldn't burden my family and friends with what was going on at three o'clock in the morning, which was, I believe now, a battle between good and evil in my bedroom that night. And the enemy wanted to take me out and and have me get the gun that I owned and take my life. And uh, there was a battle going on. And so now I teach people, people would rather share your burdens than carry your casket. Oh, yeah. And so what we do now is within changing the narrative on the mental health side is we create a mental health battle plan. So for anybody here, anybody within the sound of our voices, the mental health battle plan is this. You find three people, I call them your ride or dies, and you call them right now today and say, if I win the lottery, you're going with me on a cruise to Mexico. If I have a flat tire, you're going to be the first person I call. And consequently, if I'm struggling mentally in the middle of the night, I'm going to call you. And so what you do, when you, if you get to a point, which I never, ever thought about it before, it happened very quickly to me. If you ever get to that point, you call or, first or, call or text your first ride or die, second, third. If you can't get them, you call a crisis hotline. Or if you know you're that bad off, you call a crisis hotline and text somebody to come sit with you while this is happening. What I did not know, I didn't have a battle plan. And so I was, I was going through the throes of this thing, this battle in my house, in my room alone, thinking that I couldn't burden my family or friends. And when they found out, they cried to me and said, I cannot believe you did not think you could call me. And so now what is so great, and, and, and I, that's weird to say that about almost take, is that the devil thought he was going to take me out, but he gave me the blueprint to be able to save millions of lives. Oh, I just got goosebumps. I yeah, know. I was thinking that. I was like, the, the depths of our darkness is the height of our light, yeah. and that's exactly yeah. what happened to you. Like, that's the a, deep lows, yes. right, are the, you know, the, yes. the joy yes. that you bring to everyone. Yes. So, yeah. was that a turning point for you? Oh, or, crazy I mean, turning point. Yeah, tell us. I had a show on Sirius, and the next morning... And my producer, it was, a, it was an early morning show, which all it, I say all it took. My mom passed away May 1st. My boyfriend and I had broken up. 
And at the end of May, I had no money in my bank account. And the reason why is because I was taking care of my mom. I was helping her, sending her on trips. I don't regret a bit of that. And I wasn't working a lot. I wasn't speaking. I was taking care of my mom. And so those three things coupled with sleep deprivation, and that's all it took because I was getting up early for serious shows when I normally did the night shows. And so the next morning I'm on the serious show and I'm sniffling. And my producer goes, are you okay? And I said, oh, it's just, it's just allergies. Well, I was lying. Well, afterwards, the show, I'm sitting there, I'm contemplating what has just happened in my house the night before. And one voice says, you can't talk about that. You're disgusting. You're pitiful. You're weak. No one will ever book you to speak. But the good voice, the good voice said, my girl, my girl, you're a warrior. And I saved you for a purpose. And go tell it far and wide. You're not defective. You're not weak. You're not broken. And you will save so many lives. And so I just began talking about it. And where the movement was already crazy, we'd been to Alabama and Oregon and Auburn and all these big schools, all these things, it skyrocketed. People were calling left and right. I started to talk about it and players would come up to me afterward and say, you too? I heard the voices. I was going to drive my car off the road on the way here. I had a noose around my neck. Just last week, I got bit in the head by a mosquito and I took it as a sign from God to take the noose off my neck and get down from the chair. And so where it was already purpose, passion, platform, mind experience of domestic violence and what sets your soul on fire. And then it started to become dating. Now it was mental health, too. And it was just blew the lid off of this movement. And um, it's it's insane. It's almost unfathomable, really. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So tell us about how you are spreading the movement. Yeah, I was going to write a book. It's in the it's a chapter about Israel. I know um, your background. I just love it. You saw my star David on my <laughs> my neck. That was my mama's. And I was in Israel right before I left Israel. I was working with, you talk about full circle, but I was working with the the lady who did Heaven is for Real and Left Behind. So she was very, very successful. And I'd written a book proposal called Calling on the Hearts of Kings in 2018. And she was like, you're going to, I think you're going to get between three and five offers and you're going to be able to choose. Well, I didn't get one. I didn't get one call back. And I got the last no, as a matter of fact, as I was getting on a bus on the way to Israel with complete strangers, with Kufi. And I I know now that God wanted all of my attention in Israel, particularly, and I'll tell a very brief story. We were in the the garden, the garden tomb, and our, our most of our group had gone ahead and there were just a few of us. And we went in and just to see where he laid, we'll wreck you. And we're getting ready to leave, and you have to stoop to leave the tomb. For those who have not been to Israel, and pray for Israel, by the way. Pray for everybody that's being affected there. And um, I stooped to leave, and I heard God say to me, My girl, whatever you think is the worst thing that can happen to you, just know I've got you. In my peon brain, I just lost my dad a few years before, my grandmother. My peon brain, I, I couldn't think of, I thought, losing a house, losing a job. You know, I, I, I couldn't think of anything beyond that. I went home and two months later, my mom was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. And she died 10 months later in my arms. And what our loving father, our loving God was trying to tell me was that your world is about to be turned upside down and I will never leave you and I won't forsake you. And I love you. And he held me the entire way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. That's the God we serve. And yes. so- Fast forward two years later, 
I wrote a book about that and everything else. And what God showed me was that it just wasn't time the first time. The story yeah. was not, wasn't, it, it wasn't time yeah. yet. He was just <laughs> cooking. The story was, was just cooking. cooking. Yeah. He was just cooking. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm unashamed of my emotions. For anybody yeah. who's listening. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I used to be, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm crying. No, yeah. thank God. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That yeah. in itself is a, is a lesson for all yeah. of us. When did you know that the time was ready for this book to go in the oven? Like this book. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but with all that anxious energy, they just won't go to sleep. This was my kids every night. But I did find that stories calmed their mind and gave them something to focus on. So six years ago, I created the kids' podcast, Bedtime History, to help solve that problem. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. We have episodes about Jackie Robinson, Neil Armstrong, Maya Angelou, and Sacagawea. Episodes also include topics like space exploration, engineering, the rise and fall of civilizations, and major events like the Civil Rights Movement and the Transcontinental Railroad. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. This week, join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When did you know that the time was ready for this book to go in the oven, like this book? The dream never left me. And it was actually, this is an, whew, another great story. Pastor Derwin Gray, former NFL player, I did his podcast. And in the midst of his podcast, he stops in the middle of the podcast. And he said, I need to be obedient to God. And I said, okay, Pastor. And he said, your name is going to be known to nations. And, you know, I was already a speaker. I was already doing things. I already had some level of a public career. And he said, you're going to go places you can only dream of. And he said, don't you forget, you're not a motivational speaker. It's because of God. And mm, I was like, Ooh. wow. And at the end of the podcast, he said, you need to write a book. And I said, I already tried. It didn't work. He said, try again. Connected me to his book agent. Within 48 hours, hours, I was on the phone with him. Within a week, I had an agent signed deal. And then within six months, I had a, a treatment. And then um, within three months, I had a book deal. Oh, my goodness. Try again. Yeah, try again. <laughs> try. And I'll, I'll tell you something that I felt on my spirit as we've been sitting here. I feel like you need to write a book. Well, thank you. I, I feel like you need to well, write a book. Well, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. I've, I've written books on stressless eating and that side of things, but I have not yet written a book 
the book of books, like a, a spirit-led book, if yeah. you will. It's always been from the head, not the heart, and the yeah. spirit. You know, so we'll, them. thank you for thank you for <laughs> saying that. And I'm like, okay, uh, what did they say? Uh, mission accepted yeah. or challenge accepted? I mean, people right? did it to me and poured into me, and it prophetically spoken over me. So why would I not speak over people when God clearly puts it on my heart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you so much for saying that. So for anybody who uh, is hearing about this book, can you tell us a little yeah. bit about the book? Yeah. It's super cool. It's one part memoir, one part self-help, one part faith. At the beginning of it, I say, this is for you if you're mad at God, don't know God, believe in a different religion. Wherever you are on the spectrum, I hope by the end of this, you're curious and think that Jesus was a really rad dude. I you know? love like, it. I was like, That's how I started. I was like, this Jesus guy yeah, is a rad dude. I like, like, I want to know more. I, I was know. like, I don't know if I want to, you know, believe in right. him. And but that's what I, yeah. I just wanted people to be curious yeah, I, absolutely. about him. No yeah. matter what. And the coolest thing I think about the book, because I happen to write it, but at the end of each chapter is something called a joy start, which I created created this word and a joy start is like a jump start for your soul just like a jump start for your car and it's somebody a joy starter is somebody who notices joy spreads joy and is joy and so instead of like leaving it to the end to let you do your own self-analysis at the end of each chapter is like hey here's what you learned in that chapter here's how you can apply it to your life and it's questions it's fill in the blank I fought for journal space in the back and like they were like are you you know like because amount of pages and printing Mm mm-hmm but I was like, I need this to be part journal, part self-help, part memoir. It came out in May, and uh, I got really obsessed when it came out about it being a bestseller. And then God and had a little hissy fit, and God had to remind me that it wasn't about that. So I got my priorities back straight and kept it among God and just, you know, the book and how it affected people and that God called me to write it for one. And not long after, he gave me a great gift of making it a bestseller because yes. I got put my eyes back on him and not worldly accolades. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I, I want to come back to yeah. your mentor, your pastor that yeah. said you're you're not a motivational speaker. Yeah. You know, so what would you say, like, because now it's it's easy to place our identity in, okay, I'm an author, I'm a yeah. speaker, I'm yeah. a, you know, an, a host, whatever it is, yeah. when it comes to this identity topic. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about how you, because you also said, you're like, when when the haters were coming back, when you were sportscasting, it's like you were so grounded and rooted in who you are. So I want to bring this full circle. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about how you stay rooted and grounded in your own identity in the midst of all of this, you know, because you're pouring into so many other yeah. people all the time. Yeah. But yet you have this beautiful, intimate relationship mm-hmm. with our father. Like, you know, what what is it that grounds you? How do you stay rooted? How do you come back to your identity and, and share a little bit about that? So I call it soul care. It's deeper than self-care. We have this term self-care thrown around all the time. And people have never, and I write about this in the book too, but I don't think a lot of people have ever done an investigation of themselves. You have to look at yourself as the greatest experiment of your entire life. What fills the cup of your soul? So it's different for you than it is for me. A couple of years ago, I was a huge golfer. I'll go back to golf at some time. Right now, I have four bonus kids. I'm traveling. I'm speaking. We're I'm trying to write book number two, you know. So now my soul care is like napping, reading. I've gotten to be another voracious reader like I used to be, taking hot baths, spending time with my family, being at home. I'm into plants now. I'm like a big plant person. So it's really looking at yourself and saying, what fills the cup of my soul right now? And 
and then you maybe go back to what you did when you were younger and what you what you want to do in the future and hold on to dreams right and then what currently does it for you and so when you start to investigate those things you go okay right now I really love to golf but that just doesn't do it for me or I don't have the time other people think that you have to go on this like long time thing I can go stand at the beach I live near the beach for 15 minutes breathe pray and I feel like I've been to the spa for a week you yeah. know what I mean because it, it's my soul and so I think people need to get curious about what soul care looks like for them. I love that. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, you're, I feel like, you know, self-care often gets thrown into that category of bubble baths and manicures. Yeah, no. And it's like, no, it's so much more than that. It's yes. so much deeper. And it's so interpersonal, you yes. know? So yes. I love that. Well, thank you yes. so much for being here. Um, we have a couple of questions that yes. we ask yes. uh, to our amazing guests. Yes. So, um, and this is where you can, we'll do a little pick one. But um, yeah. so you can either choose a spiritual soundtrack okay. or a spiritual bookshelf. So the spiritual uh-huh. spiritual soundtrack would be a song, a piece of music that has special significance to you, maybe how it relates to your faith journey, or a spiritual bookshelf. So book, scripture, spiritual mm-hmm. text that's had a profound impact on your faith journey or what you know, maybe what you've drawn for it. So spiritual soundtrack or spiritual bookshelf? I think bookshelf. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, said yeah. you're a voracious yeah. reader. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say your your book would be? So or piece uh, of it- literature. So you would love this one since you're newly married, and if you've not read it. Or or maybe you have, but love and respect. It is one of the preeminent books on relationships okay. um, and marriage and how men feel love and express love and how women feel love and express love. And the basic premise is that men, oftentimes painting with a broad brush, feel love through respect. And when you disrespect a man, you cut off his airway. Mm. When you don't show love to a woman through either romance or affirmation or affection, you cut off her airway. And so then she's mad at him because he's not loving her. And then so she's disrespecting him. So they call it the crazy cycle. And you go on it over and over and over again until you decide to get off of it and have communication and understand what's going on with your partner and yourself. So good. Is it's it so Dr. Good. Emerson? Yes. Okay, I found yes. it. Yes, it's a good one. I'm like putting it in my yes. car as we speak. Yes. I love that. Yes. And yeah, no, and it's so true too, um, you know, because when you're working on relationships, whether it's before, during, after marriage, it does take work. And I think, it, you know, we can simplify it in the, like the love languages thing, but really it's the core essence of a man and a woman. And yeah. I really, I, I was actually just journaling about that the other day like what drives us to feel loved and seen and heard and known and understanding that about your partner is so powerful understanding that about your friends your family yep. your loved ones all of it so I love I love the distinctions that you just shared in that yes and then this one is called failures redeemed so a time that your faith was tested I know you've shared you know a few already or when you found yourself in a situation that felt like a failure or a setback or a regression but God used it redeemed it turned it into a massive blessing or or a lesson yeah I think it was the honestly it was the one I just shared and yeah. that was getting turned down with that book and being fully present. God did not want me worrying about a book deal in, in the Holy Land. Right. He needed me fully present. And what was interesting was I now circle all the way back around. I'm back with that agency. Wow. And um, and I'm not with her. Um, the one that did Heaven is for Real and Left Behind, but I'm with her, like her protege. And her name's Kathleen, and we're going to write this second book, and we're so excited about it. And it's a continuation of Relentless Joy. People are like, what is it? More stories. Girl, yeah. I got more stories. Oh, yes. I got so many more Absolutely. stories, you know, that didn't make it in the first book. Yeah. So very similar to Relentless Joy, and that was not God's plan. And in yeah. that moment, I felt such failure. I was right. like, what? I worked so hard for this. God, Absolutely. what are you doing to me? He had a book. 
He just had it in the future and it looked different. Absolutely. Yeah. And being present in Israel, but also oh. you needed to be emotionally available time yes. of it for your mother when yes. you got back. Yes. You know what I mean? So time. God was clearing a path for you to he be was. present where you need to be present. I think it's so interesting to hear these stories too, because we do, we look at something and we immediately label it as a failure or a yeah. setback or a regression or like, oh, I'm not where I was air quotes supposed to be. Yeah. And then, you know, hindsight's 2020 and we look and we see that, you know, there was something else took its place, but some people don't necessarily look back mm. and make that connection of like, wait a minute, something something that was more meant to happen happened. Yeah. So it's really important, I think, that we we model that and show the hindsight. Yes. So I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. I know there's so many places that people can find you. So share share where people can find you, stock you, yes. all the things. Yes. RachelBarbeau.com. You can if that last name throws you for we'll a loop, you can notes. just see, right? Yeah. You can put it on Google too. Um, <laughs> I'm changing the narrative.org. And then on any social, I love to hear from people. You can grab the book on Amazon or wherever books are sold. The coolest thing that's happened with the book is that like you could get it online, but I didn't know like who would carry it and all those things. And so when, since it's come out, people send me books from like places like airport at Chicago, which I told and it, you know, airports are really hard to get into airport at Tucson, Barnes and Noble, independent bookstores, which are my favorite. And like, every time I get one of those, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, that's because my book. It's my book. <laughs> yeah, it's, my it's book. a big deal. And it's in a bookstore. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So for, yeah. for anybody who missed the name of yeah. it, it's called Relentless Joy, Finding Freedom, Passion and Happiness, even when you have to fight yes. for it. So check it out. It is everywhere, including yeah. airports. Including <laughs> airports and then um, the Joy Starters podcast. Um, I do a weekly podcast. That's right. And yeah. if, if you're into podcasts, which you probably are because yeah. you're listening to this, it is raw. It is real. She doesn't hold back. If yeah. you loved her story, she's got stories. And she, she really peels back the curtain of her life and her experiences. So check that out as well. Well, it has been a joy, pun totally intended, <laughs> for you to be here. And spoiler alert, I'm you know, you're coming back. Yeah. It's just, sure. it's just happening. It's so happen. thank you so much for being here. Thank you all for listening. Signing out for What's God Got to Do With It. Bye. There you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Acting As If. And don't forget that all the resources mentioned in this episode can be found over at leannellington.com slash acting as if. And we'll be back with more What's God Got to Do With It. But in the meantime, I would love to hear from you. So tell me about where you are in your story. You know, what questions you have? Where do you feel like you need clarity or wisdom in your own journey? I definitely want to hear from you. So head on over to what's God got to do with it.com and scroll down to the forum to share your thoughts, questions, or feedback instantly. That's what's God got to do with it.com. And if you like this podcast and want to hear more, follow, like, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to get your weekly dose of what's God got to do with it. New episodes drop every Tuesday. And while you're there, be sure to rate and review to show your support. It really means so much. What's God Got to Do With It is an iHeartRadio podcast on the Amy Brown Podcast Network. It's written and hosted by me, Leanne Ellington. Executive produced by Elizabeth Fazio. Post-production and editing by Houston Tilly. And original music written by Cheryl Stark and produced by Adam Stark. Adam Stark. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.